Hello friends, today we're going to be talking about Bengali, which is the seventh most popular language in the world according to native speakers, but it is one of those languages that doesn't get a lot of credit in the West. You are listening to, you're listening to, you're listening to, um, Path of the Polyglot, welcome. So Bengali, or and all of my information is from Wikipedia, and if you want more information, of course, you can do much better research. Um, so Bengali, or Bangla, is the official language of the People's Republic of Bangladesh, and several Northeast... I never knew that it was called the People's Republic of Bangladesh. Um, and several Northeastern states of the Republic of India, including West Bengal, Tripura, and Assam. It is the most spoken language in the Andaman and Nicobar Islands, which is a territory of India. It is the most easterly branch of the Indo-European family. And this might be a good time to take a moment to talk about uh, language families. So I'm sure that you've heard this expression that English and German are in the same language family, and that uh, French and Spanish are in the same language family. Um, so, it's true. There are there are families of languages, and there, the the one that you might be most familiar with is Indo-European, and Indo-European includes most, but not all. European languages, and it extends into um, the Middle East. I think that uh, Turkish is an Indo-European language, or maybe I'm wrong about that, but yeah, it extends all the way from Europe into India, thus the name Indo-European. Um, and how does that work? How, how does such a wide area of the world? Why Why is there one language family there? And in other places, there are many language families altogether. Well, how a language family works is that way, 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 way back thousands of years ago, there were, there's one group, let's say, we'll call them the Hats, right? And the Hats all speak the same language because, and they don't really think about it because, you know, they, they grew up together, they speak the same language, and in their little valley, the Hat Valley, there's not enough land for all of them. So some of the younger sons, they decide they're going to take their wives and their family and try to go somewhere where there's better places. So they move out of the valley and they, they move into the next valley. So you have two groups which in the beginning can communicate with each other and as long as they, they keep visiting, they'll keep being able to communicate with each other. 
But this process goes on over many years, and they keep going to different valleys and different places, and finally you get to a point where the 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 groups at the outer edges of this whole area communicate uh, whatsoever, and they can only communicate with groups which are um, really close to them. And uh, I've forgotten the name of that, of course, but that is actually a phenomenon that you can observe today, where you can go and you can look at dialects of a language, and they'll be mutually intelligible very close to each other, and then very far away from each other they won't be. So this is what happened on a much longer and much bigger scale. So, you know, every, so every Celtic language speaker comes from a family and people who spoke Celtic, but Celtic was just a dialect of this Indo-European. And how do we know that, you might be asking? Well, we know it because of science. So we know, for example, that there's lots of archaeological evidence that leads to one group of people being all connected and, and having an origin um, somewhere in the area of Ukraine, um, in that general area, and spreading out from there. But we also know, even if we didn't have any physical evidence or genetic evidence, I mean, that's also evidence, we can look at the, the linguistic evidence. So we can know, um, for example, the word father. So basic words in all of the Indo-European languages are very similar. So father, uh, mother, Let's just take Polish and English. So English is a Germanic language, like I said, and Polish is a Slavic language. So different, basically different family groups within this larger uh, group. So um, the name for father in um, Polish is Ojciec, right? Um, but that's the official name for father. And the unofficial name is Kato, Tata or Tato, like Papa right? Well, what about mother? So the official name in Polish is matka, and the unofficial name is mama. So almost the same, right? Um, snow, śnieg. And the, the thing is, when you get languages which are closer and closer, you see more and more uh, similarities. So um, what's a good example of that? Uh, Oh, I keep thinking water. Oh, water is a good example, though. So you have, uh, so German, Wasser, and English, water. Wasser, water. Wasser, water. Wasser, water. And you can see, I mean, they're different, obviously, but they're connected. So the way that I say water is much different than a person from uh, Britain would say water, you know. So it's the same word, and if, if that keeps continuing... Um, people in North America, the word will be spelled with a D, water, instead of water, you know. Um, so that's how we know that all of these uh, families are related. And there was a guy, of course, I don't remember. Well, you know, the, um, the one of the Grimm brothers was a, one of the, um, the linguists who came up with this hypothesis, and he called it the um, Grimm's hypothesis, I think it was. And he basically he showed that there was a relationship between Latin, Greek, and Sanskrit. Because, and 
um, another guy came up with the idea that you could go back, you could reconstruct this language, and that's what we've done. We've reconstructed Indo-European, um, because, I, I won't bore you, but there are theories about how languages change over time. Like, with the example water, it never would be, it could be what. Water can turn into water, 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 like I say it, but it could never be, for example, whopper or something. So, and that's because of the location of the tongue when you say those sounds. So we know because of that how to reconstruct this language. And Bengali, back to Bengali, is the easternmost representative of this particular language family. That means that people in Bengal are descended many, many, many years earlier from people, the same group of people who are Europeans, right? So, you know, not all Europeans, but most Europeans. So if you have a racist uncle or racist grandmother or whatever, you have to think about where that comes from, you know? Where, where is that, like, you know... The concept of white people is, is ridiculous when linguistically millions, if not a billion people, all different colors, speak languages that have some genetic relationship to each other, right? So, a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's over 210 million speakers of Bengali. Um... And it is the descendant of Sanskrit, and well, I mean, it's kind of kind of like saying that um, Spanish is the descendant of Latin. It, it's it's true, but it's not direct. Well, it is direct, but it's it's not so you know cut and dry. Um, Proto. Bengali emerged between 1000 and 1200 in the Common Era, and it was the most spoken language in Bengal between the 12th and 18th century. Medieval Bengali was influenced by Arabic and Persian, and standard Bengali that you would speak today was developed in Calcutta under the British Raj between the late 19th and early 20th century. So, I gave you a little bit of uh, history of the Indo-European language, and I told you the, um, a little bit of how we know what we know. So, I think it's time for a song that will get you to listen to Bengali. So, this song is called, hold on, wait, 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 let me tell you the name. It's called Jal Foring by presented by the Hemlock Society. Tuichirodin Purador Jakule Taki. Obadana Gonar, Hishet Kanorakish, Shakat Aladin, Toro Prodip of Horajine, Kanakunsteja Shama, Shadano Magazine, 
Nice little song. So, um, there's no Adam Does Memorize section for this uh, particular uh, language because I don't know this language. I just thought that I would, going back to Indo-European, I want to show you which languages are Indo-European. And this, I hope, will show you how connected the world actually is. So Mandarin is not Indo-European, but Spanish is, English is, that was episode number three, um, number four, Hindi is, number five, Arabic, not. And But that's three out of five languages, and number six, uh, four out of six languages, Portuguese is and Bengali is so uh, basically five out of seven languages we've covered so far are Indo-European languages um, yeah so that is all for today let's listen to the outro music although honestly that uh, Jalforing song was much better than what you're going to hear now and if you're interested I, I composed all of the music that you hear in uh, this podcast and some of my other podcasts as well. So here's the outro music. (laughs) 